the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is made possible through the sponsorship of the Word of Life Bible Fellowship and through the generous giving of faithful donors like you. If you would like to learn more about our ministry, you can visit us at awordforlife.com. Welcome to A Word for Life. A Word for Life is the radio ministry of the Word of Life Bible Fellowship, located in Tacoma, Washington. And now, here's Pastor Michael Fields with A Word for Life. second chapter, starting at verse 4, dear ones, notice what the word of the Lord declares was. He says, but God, who is rich in mercy for his great love, wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, has quickened us together with Christ. By grace, you are saved and has raised us up together and made us to sit in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us through Jesus Christ. My friends, on this day that we take time to both remember and celebrate our Lord's resurrection from the dead, I thought that it would be a good time for us to focus our attention on the verses of Scripture that we have found for us here in the book of Ephesians, the second chapter. Um, We will endeavor to go over a number of these verses, but we may not get to all of it on today, but we'll try to get as far as we can. Um, And the thought that I would like for us to consider on today as we look at these verses of Scripture, dear ones, the thought is this, the gifts that are given because of Calvary. The gifts that are given because of Calvary. Dear ones, in the opening verses of Scripture that we had read for us on today in the book of Psalms, we heard the sweet psalmist of Israel, King David. We heard him speak to us about how the Lord, after he rose from the dead and ascended up to heaven, that he received or gave gifts unto men. And that he goes on to say that he daily loads us with benefits. And so he received or he gave gifts unto men. And then David goes on to say that the Lord, it says, blessed be the Lord our God who daily loads us with benefits. And my friends, I would like to submit to you that the true fulfillment of what David was speaking about at that time was accomplished for us on that faithful day on Calvary's Hill. The true fulfillment of what David was prophesying about thousands of years before it even came into, it came into a fruition. The full, the true fulfillment of that was accomplished when Jesus was crucified on Calvary. 
um, through the death and then the subsequent resurrection from the dead that Jesus accomplished for us, the Lord has now provided for us certain gifts, certain blessings, certain benefits that we are now able to receive because of what Jesus has done for us. And so there are blessings, there are benefits, there are gifts that the Lord has now, is now able to freely bestow upon us and freely give to us because of what Jesus did on Calvary. And here in Ephesians, the second chapter, Paul begins to outline a variety of different gifts that the Lord has given to us, a, a variety of different blessings and benefits that now are ours and we have access to because of what Jesus did in dying for our sins on Calvary's hill. So we want to take a look at this and begin to understand better what the Lord is trying to say to us. But before we go to Ephesians, the second chapter, dear ones, let's back up a little bit and go to Ephesians, the first chapter. Because notice, starting at verse 15, notice what the word of the Lord says. It says, Ephesians 1, 15, it says, Paul says, Wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love unto all the saints, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us word who believe according to the working of his mighty power. This here it is, which he wrought in Christ, which he accomplished in Christ. When he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. Now, dear ones, what we want to take note of is in verse 20. Notice what Paul says there. Because in, in verse 20, Paul says that all that God the Father has done for us and provided for us, he did it through those things that were wrought or accomplished through Jesus Christ or in Christ. And, those, and, and there were two primary things that God did through Jesus that were accomplished for us. One, he rose him from the dead. Yes. That is, Jesus was crucified, he died, and then he was resurrected back to life. Yes. And then the second thing is after he was resurrected back to life, the scripture says that God enthroned him or sat him on his right hand in heaven. And so those two things form the basis or the foundation for all that the Lord now begins to do for us and the blessings and the benefits and the gifts that he now is able to give us. And so a lot of times we talk about Christmas and, and the gift that God gave on Christmas and he gave his son. And dear ones, that's, a, that's one gift. But God didn't stop giving. Yes. On Calvary and through Calvary and because of Calvary. The Lord has been giving us gifts. Amen. He's still giving out gifts. Amen. He's still giving out blessings. Yes. He's still giving out his benefits. Yes. And, so, and so the crib was the beginning. But the cross was the fulfillment. Lord have mercy. The gifts, the, the giving that God did. The crib was the beginning of the giving. But the cross was the fulfillment of the giving. And, and through the cross. See, God, God gave one gift to all of humanity in the crib. Amen. But God gives multiple gifts to all of humanity through the cross. And so, and so we, we want to take a look at what the Lord does for us. And so as you look at Ephesians, the second chapter, what we will begin to notice, as I said, is the foundation of these gifts is Jesus' death on Calvary. 
and then his resurrection from the dead, and then his enthronement in heaven on the right hand of the Father. And so it is these two things, the death of Jesus on Calvary, and then his resurrection from the dead and his enthronement in heaven, that serve as the basis of the gifts and the benefits that the Lord is now able to freely give to us. And as we look at what Paul is beginning to say to us in Ephesians, the second chapter, what we will begin to notice, dear ones, is that some of the gifts and the benefits that Paul says that we are now able to receive will be because of what Jesus accomplished for us in dying in our place and paying in full the debt of sin that we owed. And so some of the gifts that Paul will begin to talk about that God is able to freely give to us will be because of Jesus dying in our place on Calvary and paying in full the full debt of sin that we all owe to God. Jesus paid it in full. Your your debt was paid. You know what happens when a debt is paid. It's marked paid in full. You ain't got to pay no more. You don't have to give any more payment for that debt. You don't have to do anything more to pay that debt. If you want to try to do something to pay that debt, your your payment is rejected. Because it was paid in full. Lord, have mercy. You tried to do something to help pay that debt. You want to do something more to try and help pay that debt. You feel that a little bit more is needed to pay off that debt. But your payment is rejected because the person comes back and says, why are you doing this? Payment was already made in full. You can't add anything to this. Lord have mercy. That's why, dear ones, anytime we try to earn our salvation or do something to make us better so we deserve to be saved or do something to improve ourselves so we can earn God's favor, your payment is rejected by God. God says, why are you trying to fix yourself when I already through my son paid your debt in full? You're trying to add to that payment. I reject your payment. And so, and so Jesus paid in full our sin debt that we owe. But as we look at Ephesians 2nd chapter, there's this interchange because it goes from, Paul goes from talking about Jesus paying the debt in full to talking about Jesus being enthroned and sitting on the right hand of the Father, actively interceding on our behalf right now. The Lord is actively interceding on our behalf right now in heaven. Now, 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 I know this is a true fact. I know this is a true statement. Because, dear ones, I went yesterday to Mission Creek. Went yesterday to Mission Creek. Went up there, singing all the way, praising God all the way. Had a good time driving up there. Went up there, preached, and, and preached hard. And, and, and thank God, souls got saved. And, and the Lord blessed and moved. Praise God for that. Came back, singing and praising and worshiping the Lord and everything else. Got here this morning and, and talking in Sunday school and everything's going good. As soon as I started to stand up here, my throat started to close up. Right now I'm feeling it. Right now I'm feeling my throat trying to close up on me. And so I know the devil doesn't want me to preach this message. Because he doesn't want you to hear about these gifts. But I thank God for interceding. I thank God for interceding right now, praying for me. So that I can preach his word to you. And so, dear ones, there are blessings and benefits that are given to us because Jesus right now is interceding actively on behalf of each and every one of us. And so we want to look at what Paul says to us. But dear ones, as we get into Ephesians, the second chapter, before we can really begin to talk about the gifts and the benefits that are now given to us, Paul first gives to us two statements 
that summarize for us the horrible condition that all of humanity that is separated from Christ currently is in. And this is the condition that all of us were in prior to us coming into a saving relationship with Jesus Christ. And so Paul gives us two succinct and summarizing statements in Ephesians 2 that help us to understand the condition that all of humanity that is separated from Christ, all the, the condition that they are currently in. And as I said, for many of us, we were in this condition also prior to coming to faith in Jesus. We will get back to Pastor Fields and to today's message in just a moment. But we wanted to take a moment to share with all of you that the aim of our radio ministry at the Word of Life Bible Fellowship is to share the good news of Jesus Christ with as many people as possible and to strengthen and edify the body of Christ through Bible teaching that is both clear and relevant. We would like to see this ministry go even farther in accomplishing this work, but in order for us to be able to do that, we need your help. If you are able, after you have given to the support of your own local home church, if you are able to help us with the cost of airing this program on this station, we would greatly appreciate it. All donations are tax-deductible, and they can be sent to the Word of Life Bible Fellowship, P.O. Box 8903, Tacoma, Washington, 98418. And if you would like to learn more about our ministry and be able to listen to some of the archived messages from Pastor Fields, you can do so by visiting us at our website, which is awordforlife.com. And now, let's get back to Pastor Fields and to today's message. And so we want to look at what Paul says to us. But dear ones, as we get into Ephesians, the second chapter, before we can really begin to talk about the gifts and the benefits that are now given to us, Paul first gives to us two statements that summarize for us the horrible condition that all of humanity that is separated from Christ currently is in. And this is the condition that all of us were in prior to us coming into a saving relationship with Jesus Christ. And so Paul gives us two succinct and summarizing statements in Ephesians 2 that help us to understand the condition that all of humanity that is separated from Christ, all the the condition that they are currently in. And as I said, for many of us, we were in this condition also prior to coming to faith in Jesus. Now, the first of those statements is given to us in verses 1 through 3. Notice what Paul says in Ephesians 2, verses 1 through 3. He says, And you has he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now works in the children of disobedience, among among whom also we all had our conversation in time past, in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. And so the first of those statements that Paul gives to us is in Ephesians, those first three verses. And in those verses, dear ones, Paul helps us to understand that prior to coming to faith in Jesus, we all were dead in our trespasses and sins. We were all walking dead people. We were dead in trespasses and sins. Then Paul goes on to say that we walked or we lived 
according to the course or the pattern of this world and according to or in obedience to and in compliance with the, the, the prince of the power of the air, which is a title that is ascribed to the devil. And so we walked or we lived in accordance or in agreement or in compliance or in obedience to what the devil told us to do. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Before we came to know Jesus, if the devil wanted us to do something, we did it. We didn't wait for other folk to do it. We did it ourselves. Then Paul goes on to say that we went about fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. In other words, our lives were ruled and they were controlled by our passions, our desires, our feelings, and our attitudes. Prior to coming to faith in Jesus Christ, our lives, our lives were controlled and they were ruled by our passions, by our feelings, by our desires, and by our attitudes. Y'all know I'm telling you the truth. Before you came to Christ, you were one of the moodiest folk you ever want to see. You wake up in the morning having a good day. Let somebody say something to you. All of a sudden, the day is bad. Ain't nothing good no more. You just, just jacked up. Amen. And you angry about everything. Yes, our lives were ruled by this. By our passions. By our desires. Some things, some things had a hold on us. Yes. And we couldn't shake the hold. Amen. And our lives were ruled by that thing. If it pulled, we responded. Yeah. Didn't, make any t- didn't make any difference what time of the day it was. Didn't make any difference what the location was. Did only, sometimes it didn't make any difference who was around you at that time. If it pulled, you responded. Our passions, our desires, our attitudes, our feelings controlled and ruled and dictated our lives. Paul goes on to say that we were by nature the children of wrath. In other words, the wrath of God abided on us as it does on everybody who does not know the Lord in the pardon of their sins. You could, you could talk about all day long, I know God. The problem was God didn't know you. It wasn't you, didn't, you knew God. The problem was God didn't know you. He didn't recognize you as being one of his children. But then the second summary statement that Paul gives to us is in verses 11 and 12. Notice what Paul says there. He says, Wherefore remember that you being in time past Gentiles in the flesh who are called uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcisions in the flesh made by hands, that at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. Now, the second summary statement that Paul gives to us is in 11 and, verses 11 and 12. And in those statements that Paul says to us, dear ones, that one, we were aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise. In other words, we had no association with and no connection to all of the promises of blessing and provision and forgiveness that the Lord has given to his people. We had no connection to those promises, no association with the promises of God. We could claim in that condition, we could say that we're claiming the promises of God. The problem is we had no access to claiming those promises. We had no connection to those promises. You're claiming something. Here we go now. You're claiming something you don't have a right to receive. You're claiming something. You don't have a right to receive. That's like, you going, that's like you going into the store and trying to claim a prize that you don't have a right to receive. You have no access to it. And so Paul says we were aliens and strangers. 
from these things. Then it goes on to say that we had no hope. That is, we had no ability whatsoever on our own to change our condition or to improve our position. We had no hope. A lot of you, you, you know, that, that, that saying that they used to say, for, you know, uh, uh, keep hope alive. Problem is, dear ones, we have no ability to change our condition on our own. Amen. We have no capacity to change ourselves. You can't save yourself. Amen. We had no hope. And then Paul summarizes, he, he, puts, he pulls it into this thing by saying, and we were, we were without God in the world. Yes. In other words, we had no connection to and no association with the Lord at all. But dear ones, as you get to verses 4 and 5, we see Paul beginning to turn the corner. And he begins to speak to us about those things that God has now made available to us because of what Jesus has done for us. Sometimes you have to help a person understand how bad the situation is before they can truly appreciate how good the situation has now become. You've got to point out how bad it is before they can truly appreciate how good it now, how good you now have it. And so Paul in two different places points out how bad it was. But then in verses four and five, he turns the corner and now he begins to say how good it is because of what Jesus has done for us. Verse four and five. But God who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, has quickened us together with Christ. By grace, you are saved. Now, Paul starts off by giving us the greatest statement for an interruption and for a change in direction that the world has ever seen. He starts off by giving us the greatest statement for an interruption and for a change in direction that the world has ever seen or will ever see. And dear ones, that statement is found in two succinct words that Paul says to us. And those two words are, but God. But God. That is the greatest statement for an interruption and for a change in direction that the world has ever seen or will ever see. Because dear ones, but God means God himself has stepped in to disrupt and to interrupt the normal course of events that was taking place in all of our lives. God himself saw the condition that humanity was in and God himself determined, I'm going to do something about that. And so he, he, in, he individually and intentionally stepped in because God saw the condition that all of humanity was in. Dear ones, that condition was this. Man was born separated from God. Man lived his life separated from God. Man died separated from God. And man would spend the rest of eternity separated from God. That was the condition of all of humanity. You were born, you lived, you died, and you spent eternity separated from God. And God himself determined within himself, I'm going to do something about that. I've got to do something about that. And so he clothed himself with humanity and found and and allowed himself to be birthed and, and, and raised and for 30 plus years began to do the work that needed to be done and was accomplished on Calvary so that that interruption could take place and the cycle that man was stuck in since the time of Adam, that cycle could be broken. Amen. And, so, and so dear ones, we see the Lord saying, I've got to do something about that to interrupt that, that pattern and to reverse that cycle. 
And so, dear ones, and Paul tells us the two reasons why God was willing to do this. Now, you've got to understand, dear ones, God could have easily said, because of what Adam and Eve did in the garden, God could have easily said, you guys got yourself in that. Fix it yourselves. Fix it yourselves. You got yourself in it. Fix it yourself. But God, Paul says, but, 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 but the Lord saw our condition. He saw our situation. He saw our in, inability and, in, and, and in the, the lack of ability that we had to do anything about it ourselves. And so God himself decided to do something. And Paul gives us the two reasons for, for why he was willing to do this. One, because he's rich in mercy. He's rich in mercy. Now, mercy is, is properly defined as a person not getting the penalty or the punishment that they rightly deserve. Hello, dear ones. This is Pastor Michael Fields. And here at the end of today's broadcast, I just wanted to take a moment and say thank you to all of you for taking the time out of your day to tune in and listen to our program. My hope is that today's broadcast has been a blessing to you in some way and has helped you in your walk and in your relationship with the Lord. And I want to encourage all of you to tell a friend about this program and join us here next time as we look into the riches of God's Word in order to find a word for life. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.